الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم إحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد علوم القرآن Today's topic inshallah ta'ala is جمع القرآن الكريم The collection of the Quran. What would be the best translation for the word Jam'ul Quran al Kareem? Compilation of the Quran. Oh, yeah. Huh? Okay. Question here is what is meant by Al Jam'u? Compilation. What does it actually mean? What's actually meant by Al Jam'ul Quran al Kareem? Two things. I want you to always remember this, inshallah ta'ala. No, 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 we're not talking about We just mean according to the definition that the scholars of Ulum al-Quran, when they say jam'ul quran they mean two things. Okay? The first one is, it's memorization. Are you with me, brothers? Pay attention to this, brothers. <sighs> me, I studied at university. Okay? What did I study? In university, I done linguistics in university. Unfortunately. The thing that I realized in the uh, Western academics the Western academia is is absent. Are you with me, brothers? I mean, I used to see some of the teachers, they would ask, they're linguists, they would ask the students the uh, spelling of words. And so, well, how do you spell that word? Are you with me? He's a linguist, PhD. Are you with me? Because they don't give importance to memorization. They don't. They don't give it. When academics come to the Quran and how the Quran was compiled, they don't give value to Hifth. That's not in their understanding. They only look at when was the Quran written. And when was the Sunnah written. We need to argue. <laughs> no. We have people from our scholars who, when they memorize, they have to cover one page to memorize the other page because they're scared that it may mix up due to the excessive memorization, photographic memory. They'll have to look at each page independently. Are you with me, brothers? Till today with people whose memorization is so sharp harakat letters won't drop are you with me brothers so when we talk about jam'ul quran al kareem we're looking at it from the angle of hifd and kitaba are you with me brothers they only focus on the concept of what kitaba when it was written when was it brought together 
and don't let that slide. Don't ever focus on looking at Hibr. وَلِذَلِكَ If you look at the Arabs who the Prophet ﷺ came out on, what were they? Allah says, وَالَّذِي بَعْثَ فِي الْأُمِّي أُمِّيِّينَ رَسُولًا مِنْهُمْ The Arabs, Quraysh, were what? They were Ummiyun. Ummiyun, what does it mean? They were illiterate. They couldn't read or write. Okay, or they couldn't write. They were little writers. Are you with me, brothers? Lakin, they would memorize thousands of poetries from the top of their head. They gave a lot of importance to Hifr. Are you with me, brothers? Well, in Alicam, even you brothers, you'll realize this. When somebody doesn't have something, they always depend on what? Something else, right? Blind people generally have a stronger memory than others, true or false? Because they don't have this seeing. A lot of the times you're relying on your seeing. Have you ever been put in a situation where you had to memorize a person's number or if you didn't, you're in big trouble? Are you with me, brothers? So the point is that the Arabs, they were huffad. <coughs> Pay attention to this. This is one of the good arguments to look into. Put the comp compilation of the Quran aside. The Arab poetry before Islam is documented. And it's protected, we still have it. Imru Qais was 150 years before the Prophet we have his poetry. We have Antara, Zuhair ibn Abi Sulma, and the likes of these people. These are, these are Shu'ara al-Jahiliyyah. How did it come to us? Hifd. Are you with me, brothers? Our parents, maybe not our parents, but our parents' parents, how did they remember everything? Are you with me, brothers? I remember one auntie, she came from Somalia, and she came to the UK, old auntie very old okay she's very old she came to the uk she doesn't know numbers she can't read she can't write but she goes to the shop and she comes back one day she got lost she got brought home her daughter asked her mom but why did you get lost she goes i used to count the trees one two three i would count the trees to know what do the house is and what they did is they cut one of the trees <laughs> and so when they cut one of the trees she starts she's knocking on somebody else's door and then she got confused and she didn't know where to go you see everybody she relies on her what and memory and what she does she lacks this she uses this so within the arabs they were hufad but they also had kitaba there were people who wrote are you with me there were people who wrote. That's what Allah said in the Quran. But the Quran was in the chest of the people of knowledge, meaning the Sahabas. They used to memorize it. Allah also, the Prophet, even him, what was he trying to do? Allah says, وَلَا تَعْجَلْ بِالْقُرْآنِ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يُقْضَى إِلَيْكَ وَحْيُ وَقُلْ رَبِّ زِدْنِ عِلْمًا وَلَا تَعْجَلْ بِالْقُرْآنِ مِنْ قَبْلِ أَنْ يُقْضَى إِلَيْكَ وَحْيُ the Messiah was trying to read the Quran fast. Why was he reading the Quran fast for? 
The reason why he was reading the Quran first is because he wanted to memorize it. He wanted to memorize the Quran. Very good. The second type is what? Kitaba. This is what we want to talk about today, inshallah ta'ala. The second type, which is the writing of the Quran. So was the Quran compiled at the time of the messenger? Yes, we just said yes because there was hifth already there. Are you with me, brothers? We say that the Quran was compiled at the time of the messenger. There were huffad from the sahabas who memorized the Quran from the beginning to the end. We'll speak about their names and who they are. But when they say compile, they mean in terms of writing. We'll say in terms of writing, it, it went through stages, yes. That type of compilation, it went through stages. Are you with me, brothers? Am I making sense? What's the first stage it went through? Um, the first stage after the Prophet ﷺ was Ahd Abi Bakr. It was the time of who? So this one, inshallah ta'ala, here is number one. Who's Ahd? Abi Bakr's time. At the time of Abi Bakr, what happened? Abi Bakr, after he died, uh, sorry, the Prophet ﷺ died, and Abu Bakr took over. Group of people, they left Islam. And they said, listen, we're not going to give zakat because we used to give zakat to the Prophet. And now that the Prophet is dead, we're not going to give zakat. And some of them said, we're not even Muslims because the Prophet is dead. We no longer have to, have to be Muslims. And they left. So Abu Bakr fought them to get the zakat from them. From them. In this fight, the, the opposing party were against Abu Bakr had numbers and Abu Bakr had a number as well the point being some of the people who were dying in that battle were who? the Huffad the scholars of the Quran were dying in that battle so then Umar radiallahu anhu he said to him Aba, Ya Abu Bakr Abu Bakr the Quran are going to die okay the people memorized the Quran so the Quran was compiled in what way? This way it's already accomplished, you see? He's scared that those who had it in their chest are going to die with their, what they compiled in their hearts. Are you with me, brothers? He now wants it to, to be moved into the... Are you with me, brothers? So the hifd is already there. There's no, Abu Bakr is not worried about hifd. Or Umar is not worried about the hifd. They're just worried that the people who've compiled it in their chest might die. And all go. And so that they what? So they also bring it into their uh, books and stuff like that. And they write it into scrolls. Abu Bakr refused. He said, I'm not going to do something that the Prophet didn't do. And then Umar, Umar explained it to him. Look at this. Now, I don't want to go too much into it. But this is not an innovation. Some would say, look, Abu Bakr, look what he's saying. He said, I, I want to follow the Prophet. And Umar said, don't follow the Prophet, just do, do it. No. Innovation is something that the Prophet could have done and the need was there and he didn't do. Pay attention, that's innovation. If you do something that the Messenger could have done, 
meaning there's the possibility and ability for it was there. The need was also there. What was also there? The need was there. The factors that are calling for it are there. And the Prophet having the ability to do it, the need is also there and he chooses not to do it. If you do it, that's an innovation. Celebrating his birthday, for example, is the need, was the need there at the time of the Prophet Because the people who do what do they say they're doing it for? They love the Prophet. Okay, good. Let's take the love then. Was the love something that was there at the time of the Prophet? Yes, it was there. Okay, did the Prophet have the ability to do it? Celebrate it because if the love was there already, sah? Did he choose to do it? Then you shouldn't do it. Are you with me, brothers? Let's take the issue of the Quran being compiled. Was the Prophet able to do the compiling of the Quran? Yeah? He was. Lacking, like was there a need for it? No. He's there. Why do they need to compile the Quran for? Plus, the Quran is still coming down. Verses have been abrogated. New verses are coming down. So if you write it, you're going to have to change it all day. Are you with me, brothers? So this is not an innovation. Does that make sense, brothers? That's not an innovation. Because at the time of the Prophet to write the Quran, the need was not there. The need came after. Are you with me, brothers? The hunger and the need came after. So the Sahabas, they compiled... So Abu Bakr then said, okay, let's do it then. When they did it, who did they choose? Zayd ibn Thabitin, radiallahu Why Zayd ibn Thabit? The reason why they chose him, they said it to him. Abu Bakr said it to him. He said to him, فَقَالَ لَهُ إِنَّكَ رَجُلٌ You're a man. شَابٌ عَاقِلْ أَمِينَ Three characteristics. Allahu Akbar. Number one, شَاب Aqil and you're Amin. Yeah. You're a shab, you're a youth. This is the benefits of being a youth, Ya Ikhwa. Allahu Akbar. Why? Because when you're a youth, you have two things. Two things that many people have when they're a youth, they don't very benefit from it. What is it that they have? Siha, health, is high, and also al-faragh, free time. Are you with me, brothers? And those two is the what, two that the Prophet said what? Ni'matani maghbunu fihima kathiru min al-nas, as-sihat wal-faragh. Two blessings the people have, they don't realize that they have it. What is it, brothers? Health and what? When you go old, you back pain and arm and leg and shoulder and everything hurts you. Have you ever joked with an old person? You just nudged him. Oh. When you get old, you don't touch people who are old. Not everyone who is old is. Some of them are strong. Allah Mubarak. Some of them are very strong. I've seen that. The second one is what? Al Farag, free time. When you're shab, a lot of the times you're free. You live with your parents, you live in your own house later, but the majority of times you're by yourself. That's why when you're a shab, when you're a youth, a lot of the times you say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to say this, I, I, but when you become a bit old, you start using the word we and we because the wife and the children are involved. <laughs> okay, brothers. So a lot of the free time goes. A lot of the free time is gone. You can't do what you used to do. So that's why shab. 
And that is an opportunity a lot of you guys have now. Sahat wal farag, benefit from it. Second one is aqil, you're smart. This generally doesn't go with the shab a lot of the times. A lot of the time the youth doesn't know what's good for him. Are you with me brothers? He doesn't know? Well, in Somalis, they have a saying, when you're a youth, they say your brain is in your waist. Meaning, desires. Shahwa. Your brain is where? It goes into your head later. So, it goes later. But before that, he's not thinking straight. He's not what? The individual's not thinking straight. They're not looking at things clearly. Like in Zayd ibn Thabitin, two senior companions are saying, you're aqil. And al-aql here means, brothers, you know what is good for you and, not, and you stay away from what doesn't benefit you. Wallahi, that's a smart individual. The aql and the smart one is the one who knows what's good for him and does it. Are you with me, brothers? One hadith Ibn Jawzi said summarizes a person who's aql. What is it? Ihris ala ma billahi wa la Strive to what benefits you. Ask Allah for help and don't give up. The person who does that is aql. The Prophet said that. Strive to what benefits you. Benefits you here, brothers, can be worldly and it can also be what? Hereafter. He's got a job, he does his job. He doesn't miss his work. He gets up at the right time. He does his job. He finishes it. The, the company that he works at, the people love him. He does the job. Good. He makes sure that the money, the halal, the money that he, he worked for it, halal. Okay. So he does... The dunya, what benefits him? The people he sits with for meetings in the dunya are the people who are important. He doesn't sit with everybody. He knows what benefits him. Also, the hereafter. He wakes up for fajr. He makes his dua. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yum wa ja'alna lilmuttaqina imama. He asks Allah for rizq halal. He begs Allah. He cries and he goes to his work. He prays his salawat in jama'ah. He makes sure he follows this. Are you with me, brothers? This person, this person is striving to benefit him. The second thing is, he asks Allah for help. The third is, he, don't, he doesn't give up. He does not what? He doesn't give up. That's smart. And Zayd ibn Thabit, he had that. The third one is Amin. Amin is what? Trustworthy. Sayyidina Ibn Thabitin is trustworthy. How is he not? Nabiullahi Muhammad trusted him with the revelation. He used to write the revelation in the time of the what? Are you with me, brothers? And I'll tell you, this is a benefit that I want you to all take, which is one of the ways to nurture children is to entrust them with valuable things. Give them something valuable and say, look after it. Are you with me, brothers? And he will, he will realize, wow, I've been trusted. I can't let my dad down. I can't let my parents down. They gave me five dirhams. I have to make sure I don't use it, I don't lose it. Are you with me, brothers? This makes the child become ameen. The Prophet entrusted the companions, gave them things that were important, alayhi salatu wasalam, roles. Are you with me, brothers? And this is Zayd ibn Thabitin, and he's young. Us, what do we do with our youngsters, our youths? We don't let them sit with us in our gatherings that we're in. 
one, because of one of two reasons. Number one, we're probably not talking about something good anyways. <laughs> Number two is we get annoyed if they sit in that gathering and listen because they're going to run around or anything. But isn't it better that you teach them how to sit and how to act? The children who spend time with the elders, you tend to see they're mature. They think different. They act different. Are you with me? He saw a group of people push away youngsters from a gathering. And he said, bring them back. Bring them back. Let them sit with us. Because yesterday we were young, and now we are the ones sitting in this gathering. Today they are the youngsters. And tomorrow they're going to be sitting in our gatherings, where we're sitting. Are you with me? So you nurture your children in that way. So these were three scholars. They call it mu'ahalat. Are you with me, brothers? And this is, can be a criteria for the one who wants to get married. The value a woman wants to get married. What kind of man would she marry? Shabun aqiluna ameen. Are you with me, brothers? Now that I've mentioned that, Zayd ibn Thabitin, even that though he had the credentials to do the biggest and the greatest responsibility that anybody can ever be given. This is the Quran. Kalamullah, gathering it. Wow. You know what he said? To show you that he understood the weight of this. He said, for me to be told to move a mountain was easier for me than the responsibility that was put on me. I was told to move a mountain. That's easy. Compared to the speech of Allah, don't lose anything. Bring it together. So Zayd became very nervous from this responsibility. So he did, he went. He brought the whole Quran together. Now, Abu Bakr's time, it's to bring the Quran together. That's it. Nothing else. So the Zamanu Abi Bakr was Jam'ul Quran. Just to gather the Quran. So you have porch, somebody wrote it on plates, some leaves, bring it together. And they tied it. They put it somewhere. Are you with me, brothers? Abu Bakr's time. And what was the reason? Because of the dying of the Qur'an. Are you with me, brothers? Then came the second period, which is Ahd. Now, the, the whole perspective is going to change now. The whole dimension is going to change. Ahd Uthman is different because Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman this time he suggested to Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu to unite the people on the recitation the Quran as we know it came down on sab'atu ahruf we won't talk about what sab'atu ahruf means sab'atu ahruf is not the sab'at qira'at qira'at is something and ahruf is something else Rather, the Qira'at is actually not seven, it's actually ten. Okay, ten authentic Like in Ahruf is something else. Ahruf is what? Something else. It's not Qira'at. It's two different things. Don't confuse the two. The reason why people confuse it is because the Ahruf is Sab'a and the Qira'at is Sab'a, they thought it was one. The first person who actually made the uh, Qira'at into seven 
was who? Abu Bakr ibn Mujahid. He was the one who did it. He called the Kitab, Kitab al-Sab'ah. He authored and he put seven Qiraat in there. And then after him came Abu Amr al-Dani, who wrote the Kitab al-Taysir. And then after him, Al-Imam al-Shatibi, he came and he authored his Kitab, Hirz al-Amani wa Wajhu al-Tahani, fi al-Qiraat al-Sab'ah, right? Is it, huh? Which he speaks about. وَقَارِئُهُ الْمَرْضِيُّ قَرَّ مِثَالُهُ كَلُتْرُجِ حَالَيْهِ مُرِيحًا وَمُوكِلًا هُوَ الْمُرْتَضَى أَمَّنْ إِذَا كَانَ أُمَّةً وَيَمَّمَهُ فِي ذِلِّ وَيَمَّمَهُ فِي ذِلِّ الرَّزَانَةِ قَنْقَلًا وَالْحُرُّ إِنْ كَانَ الْحَرِيُّ حَوَارِيًا إلى آخره Until he says وَفِي يُسْرِهَا التَّيْسِيرُ رُمْتُ اختصارَهُ the objective was to unite the people's Qur'an. So the Qur'an is already compiled. It's already there. But the problem that the Sahabas are here now seeing is people are reading the Qur'an in different ways. Okay, different ways. And this is causing disunity. People are arguing, people are fighting, people are arguing. So Uthman said, okay. I want the Quran of Abu Bakr. Who has it? Hafsa. When Abu Bakr died, who did he give it to? Umar. And Umar gave it to who? His daughter Hafsa. Hafsa is looking after it. She's the treasurer, she's the protector of this Mus'haf. It has, she's holding it. So Uthman said, Radiallahu anhu, Hafsa, can I have the Mus'haf? And just I'll borrow it from you. They took the Mus'haf of Hafsa and they transcribed from it, they copied from it and they gave back half to the Mus'haf because her, fa her father trusted her with it they gave it back to her then what they did was Abu Bakr Uthman he chose with the aid and the support of a number of companions write the name of these companions who did this job who were given the responsibility to do this to transcribe and to write um, Zayd ibn Thabitin, number one Zayd ibn Thabit was his job to come take it and work on it Abdullah ibn Zubair Abdullah ibn Az-Zubair Abdullah ibn Az-Zubair Sa'id ibn Al-As So we have Zayd ibn Thabit Number one Number two is Abdullah ibn Az-Zubair Number three is Sa'ad ibn Al-As Four is Abdurrahman ibn Al-Harith Ibn Hisham Number one is Zayd ibn Thabit That's number one Number two is Abdullah ibn Az-Zubair Okay Number three is Sa'id ibn Al-As Four, Abdurrahman ibn al-Harith. Abdurrahman ibn al-Harith, al-Harith. This was the legend, the committee that Uthman radiallahu anhu made for the Quran. They were the supervisors. 
the Hafsa's Mus'haf is written, these were, meant, these were given the responsibility and the role to bring the Quran Mus'haf together and combine it. Are you with me, brothers? The Mus'haf was then organized into one dialect. Okay, one. It was united. All of the recitation was united onto one. But what is the recitation that we're reading today? It's still different. Huh? Somebody says Maliki, and another one says Maliki Yomidin. This is, isn't this a difference? We'll talk about this. Don't worry. I don't want to talk about it now. I'll talk about the issue of the Ahrufu Sab'ah and the Qiraat in another session. It's coming. Don't worry. But Uthman united. The dispute and the arguments finished. Uthman now, what he did was the Mus'haf that were written by the legend that was written was five. Five Mus'hafs. These five, Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he sent it out and he distributed it yeah I mentioned these companions Uthman radiallahu anhu he sent the masahib to five places number one Mecca he sent one Mus'haf to Mecca and he sent one to Sham Mecca and Sham Basra so Mecca Sham Basra Kufa and Medina those were the five places where the Mus'hafs were sent and if you look at the Qurra, the Qurra that we have today, are you with me brothers? The Qurra that we have today, this is who they are. Either Makkiyun, Shamiyun, Basriyun, Kufiyun, Madaniyun. These were the, the Qurra, they go back to these five places. Because each Mus'haf was sent to those, those were the stations. Are you with me brothers? And each of those cities, Uthman sent a reciter with it. So it wasn't just a Mus'haf flying. There was a reciter to teach the people from that Mus'haf. Are you with me? Pay attention as a side benefit. I don't want to go too much into it. When the Mus'haf was sent, there were some verses, the difference between it was the dots. So whichever recitation that didn't go against the Mus'haf and the reciter knew that it was from the recitation of the Prophet was approved. Does that make sense? For example, Allah says in the ayah, يَا يَلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِن جَاءَكُمْ فَاسِقٌ بِنَبَئٍ فَتَبَيَّنُوا And there's another qira'ah that says, فَتَثَبَّتُوا What's the difference? The dots only. Let's look at it. It says, Fa ta ba 
Fatabayanu. Let's make it into the other recitation. Fatabayanu is one recitation, the other recitation is what? Fata. Fata tabatu. Fa ta. Make this three dots. Ta ta tha. Take the ya out here, just make it ba. Fata thabba and then make it into a ta. Sorry. That's it. Remember the Mus'haf wasn't sent with dots. They didn't write dots in those days. Are you with me, brothers? So both of them are recitation. The difference is the dots. Lakin, those dots are not just you change it if you want to. The reciter and the Mus'haf, the reciter says, yes, the Prophet did read it like that. Uthman's Mus'haf, from their Qira'at came out of it. Are you with me, brothers? We'll speak about that more, inshallah. I don't want to confuse you more. Um, but I'm going to conclude with a book, inshallah ta'ala, that I think I'm going to read it for you all. If you can memorize it, it will benefit you a lot. I'm going to try to read it, inshallah ta'ala. If you can all memorize it, even Allah al-Kareem, it will be good, inshallah ta'ala. All today's class is in this. It's a kitab called, it's called Aqeerat Atrab al-Qasaid. The kitab is called Aqeelat Atrab al-Qasaid Fi Asna al-Maqasid Fi Rasmi al-Masahif I will write it for you on the board at the end inshallah ta'ala This book is written by Imam al-Shatabi and it talks about all of this that I mentioned in lines of poetry You can actually memorize it and it will help you understand a lot It's a couple of lines I'm going to read it It's probably going to take me 3-4 minutes inshallah but I'm going to read it for you all he says, Rahimahullah, Alhamdulillahi mawsulan kama amara, Mubarakan tayyiban yastanziru ad-dirara, Dhul fadli wal manni wal ihsani khaliquna, Rabbul ibadi huwa Allahu alladhi qahara, Hayyun alimun qadirun wal kalamu lahu, Fardun sami'un basirun ma arada jara, Ahmaduhu wa huwa ahlul hamdi mu'tamidan, عليه معتصما به ومنتصرا ثم الصلاة على محمد وعلى أشياعه أبدا تندان ندا عطرا وبعد فالمستعان الله في سبب يهدي إلى سنن المرسوم مختصرا علق علائق أولى العلائق إذ خير القرون أقامه أصله وزرا وكل ما فيه مشورا بسنته ولم يصب من أضاف الوهم والغيرا ومن رواس تقيم العرب ألسنها لحنا به قول عثمان فما شهرا لو صح لاحتمل الإماء في صور فيه كلحن حديث ينثر الدررا وقيل معناه في أشياء لو قرئت بظاهر الخط لا تخفى على الكبرا لأوضعوا وجزاء الظالمين لأذبحنه وبأيد فافهم الخبرا واعلم بأن كتاب الله خص بما تاه البرية عن إتيانه ظهرا من قال صرفتهم مع حث نصرتهم وفر الدواعي فلم يستنصر النصرا كم من بدائع لم توجد بلاغتها إلا لديه وكم طول الزمان ترى ومن يقل بعلوم الغيب معجزه 
فلم ترى عينه عينه ولا أثرا إن الغيوب بإذن الله جارية مدى الزمان على سبل جلت صورا ومن يقل بكلام الله طالبهم لم يحلف العلم وردا لا ولا صدرا ما لا يطاق ففي تعيين كلفته وجائز ووقوع عضلة البصرا لله در الذي تاليف معجزه والانتصار له قد أوضح الغررا ولم يزل حفظه بين الصحابة في علا حياة رسول الله مبتدرا وكل عام على جبريل يعرضه وقيل آخر عام أرضتين قرا إن اليمامة هواها مسيلمة الكذاب في زمن الصديق إذ خسرا وبعد باس شديد حان مصرعه وكان باسا على القراء مستعرا نادى أبا بكر الفاروق خفت على قراء فادرك القرآن مستطرا فأجمعوا جمعه في الصحف واعتمدوا زيد بن ثابت العدل الرضا نظرا فقام فيه بعون الله يجمعه بالنصح والجد والحزم الذي بهرا من كل أوجوه حتى استتم له بالأحرف السبعة العليا كما اشتهرا فأمسك الصحف الصديق ثم إلى الفاروق أسلم لما قضى العمرا وعند حفصة كانت بعد فاختلف وبعد وعند حفصة كانت بعد فاختلف القراء فاعتزلوا في أحرف زمرا وكان في بعض مغزاهم مشاهدهم حذيفة فرع من خلفه عبرا فجاء عثمان مذعورا فقال له أخاف أن يخلطوا فأدرك البشرا فاستحضر الصحف الأولى التي جمعت وخص زيدا ومن قريشه نفرا على لسان قريش فاكتبوه كما على الرسول به إنزاله انتشرا فجردوه كما يهوى كتابه فجردوه كما يهوى كتابته ما فيه شكل ولا نقط فيحتجرا وسار في نسخ منها مع المدني كوف وشام وبصر تملأ البصر وقيل مكة والبحرين مع يمن طاعت بها نسخ في نشرها قطرا وقال مالك القرآن يكتب بالكتاب الأول لا مستحدثا سطرا وقال مصحف عثمان تغيب لم نجد له بين اشياخ الهدى خبرا ابو عبيد اولو بعض الخزائن لي استخرجوه فابصرت الدماء ثرا ورده ولد النحاس معتمدا ما قبله واباه منصف النظرا اذ لم يقل مالك لا حتم هالكه ما لا يفوت فيرجى طالع قصرا وبين نافع في رسم موابي عبيد الخلف في بعض الذي يثرا ولا تعارض مع حسن الظنون فطب صدرا رحيبا بما عن كلهم صدرا وهاك نظم الذي في مقنع عن ابي عمرو وفيه زيادات فطب عمرا Those lines are all of the class today. Everything that we taught today, Al-Imam Shatimi summarized it in those lines. If you can memorize it, it's easy, and it's inshallah ta'ala something that you benefit from later. Uh, anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me, shaytan, and Allah and his messenger are free from it. Subhanak Allahumma bihamdik ashadu wa la ilaha illallah astaghfiruk wa atubu Any questions? The book is
and it's written by Ash-Shatibi. And try to get the tahqiq, the one that done tahqiq of it, is Ayman Suede. Sheikh Ayman Suede, then tahqiq of it. If you can get it, that's the book, inshallah ta'ala. Barakallahu feekum, wa jazakumullah.